Why are you out here naked, bro? <laughs> you know this, bro? Come on, that just tells me that just right there, bro, just lets me know he go raw and everything. Bing so if you bong. out here with a naked oh. phone, you ain't putting no Jimmy on. <laughs> That's a fact. Fuck your life. He raw dog machine for that. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is raw money marathon. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, world? This is a great episode. Uh, happy to announce uh, Quirky Media has um, has started expanding, to say the least. What do you what say, you, Tanny? Absolutely. Um, man, uh, it's almost like just way too excited to see what's about to happen right now. So right. just, to, just really excited to be a part of history right now. So... so uh, on one of the podcasts that we have, No Name Podcast, we had my boy DJ come on. That was a really good episode. Homie was hella informative. Killed the game with, with info. I didn't even know. Most people don't know. And it was so good to me and to Tanny. We had to bring him back again. And he brought his homeboy, Peter. Peter Parker. Yeah. What's up, man? How y'all boys doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> I appreciate y'all having us here for sure. And, you know, um, you know, just being able to do commerce another day, you know, it's always good to get some money. That's what we're here for. So it's a special show. And like I said, we're trying to introduce some new things and uh, <laughs> get it together. George Brent. Get it together. We're trying to introduce some new things. And one of the new things is a new podcast added to the LLC uh, program, to the to the Quirky Media program. So, uh, Capital Gains, that's the new frontier. That's the new endeavor. Yeah. Let's talk about it. What, what's Capital Gains though? What does it mean? What does What does it mean to you? That's, so when you hear Capital Gains, what do you think? I'm not good with big words. If I'm being honest, I'm not good with big words. Um, so. No. Oh. Compound word, break it apart, make it small. Capital. Capital, money, gains, get more. Okay. Let's keep it. Get more money. Get more money, capital gains, yeah. Get more money. Exactly. I don't, like, to build capital, capital gains, I don't know. It, that and multiple other perspectives. For me, it's, it's, um, it's a little bit, of, like, it's a little bit more about, you know, like, refining yourself, you know, expanding, leveling up, and... Sometimes that relates to, you know, your relationships. That also relates to your health and also your finances. So we want to make sure that we touch on all those particular topics as we, you know, like branch out into this particular podcast. Right, right, right. So let's talk about a little bit about y'all boys, where y'all come from, how y'all started this whole thing. We know a little bit about you, DJ, my boy Peter. What's up with you, man? Where you from? How, this, how did you get into the game? How, do you, how did you gain your, your knowledge? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, lived in probably every major city in the world, probably from from what is it, Los Angeles, New York, New Orleans, Atlanta, New Jersey. I mean, everywhere. I probably lived everywhere, right? Yeah. Traveled the world. Just been doing, just been directing videos. That's how I got my claim to fame. Just been doing directing a lot of videos from, you know, the Snoop Dogs to Lil Uzi Verse when he first started to Lil Baby to. The Latin world, the Jamaican world, I mean, it was crazy, right? So you got a film background. 100%. Okay. Film background. How'd you get into film? Uh, so I played football, right, my whole life, right? Okay. So I played football, got a full scholarship to Wyden University. I, I ain't gonna lie, I was about, I, I was wondering, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't just hop into to videography and, and, oh, and film, no, no. I, you you's a big dude. You're a sure, big dude. Sure. It's funny because my name's Peter Parker. So when I come on set and people don't know who I am, mm -hmm. they're like, yo, who's the security guy? Right? You know what I'm saying? But I come in and something, Peter Parker, they're like, what the? Like, you know what I mean? Nobody's right. expecting me. You're a towering dude. You're like, right, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I went to Wyden University on full scholarship. I played for about two years. My second year, I took a directing class, right? Okay. And I didn't do, I was, I just bled football every day. That's all I did was play football mm -hmm. right? my whole life. Um, I was supposed to go there, then go to a D, transfer to a D1 school. That was my whole plan. Um, I took a directing class and I just fell in love with directing. Like just the art of whatever you create in your mind can be on a screen, mm -hmm. right? So I fell in love with that idea and um, 
yo, literally, I lived in the editing room for about a year in school, just studying different things. Like, I, one day I'd be like, yo, how to set a person on fire, and I'll just try to do it. And then, and then I, it got so crazy to the point where our final project for our class mm -hmm. was um, how you graduate, right? Right. And people were paying me to finish their projects, and it got so bad that they, it was called a signature, right? So mm -hmm. everybody has their signature. I didn't know what it was at the time. So the teacher was like, I could tell it's you because... This is your signature. This is how you edit, right? Right. This is, so, this is your thing right. that you do. That was my hustle, though, in right. college. Right? I was doing everybody videos. And then I think I met, who did I meet? This guy that introduced me to Deshaun Jackson. He played for the Eagles at the time. Okay. And they signed me onto their record label, and it like just started going crazy from there. Took off from there. Yep. Damn. That's a hell of a fucking journey. Yep. And we got twists, turns, upside, all type of crazy stuff in the journey. Been in the game, what, 10 years now? Right. Yep. So what's the biggest, oh, go ahead, DJ. I was about to say, like, you can't, so, like, he be being hella modest sometimes, like, because when I met P, like, one of the main things that was told to me, it was one of the biggest videos that he had did, and he didn't even just mention it, and it was um, J. Cole of yours. Oh, right. Yeah, unless he goes, like, oh, right. All right so, like, that's see, look, see, I always talk about this, like, you talk to people, and they're like, oh, yeah, I shoot music videos, and yeah, right, I, right, I right. just do that, and then right. you start finding out, like, no, you, like, shot, you shot Alicia Keys shit? Like, you know what I right. Michael Jackson? But the crazy <laughs> thing is, like, it's not like J. Cole was like, hey, P, I, I want a video from you, right? It's right. not how it happened. Like, it was just through a law of attraction. Like, I literally... Four Hills Drop came out in 2015, mm -hmm. and it was his birthday, right? So I'm like, yo, it'd be dope to like do a tribute video. All right, so how it all started was I was in the bathroom getting my hair cut. I lived in Atlanta at the time, and I was like, yo, this album is so crazy. But the song Love Yours came on, it was like a representation of my life. Right. So I'm like, how do I get this video? Like, what would it take for me to get this video as a no-name director this time? Mm. I made all type of phone calls, couldn't get nowhere, right? Right. So I went on uh, Google and I looked up his publicist's email, looked at everybody's email. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a video that's like a movie that explains the, the feeling of the video. And I'm going to just send it to all these emails to try to see if somebody opens it up. Got that it. was my plan. Um, we shoot the video in Philly. I uh, hired a bunch of people for it and everything like that. The video went well. A lot of crazy shit that day. Like people just not showing up on time. People saying they can't make it because, of course, it's not the official J. Cole video. So mm -hmm. nobody's just about to show up. Right. Um, but on the strength of my name at the time, people were coming. We did the video three days later. Right. Three yeah. days later, I fly to New Orleans to do to film something for Tyreek Evans and Anthony Davis. They played for Sacramento at the time. Okay. So we in the club. We filming. Guess who walk in the club? Who? J. Cole. Mm. Never met this man in my life. Never been to a concert. Never been in the same room and same building with this guy. Right. Three days after I shoot the video and my editor is in a hotel editing it right now, he walks in the club. And my job with Anthony Davis and Tyreek Evans, we got the biggest section in the club because they are they are New Orleans, right? Right. So, um, uh, no, they played for New Orleans at the time. My father they played for New Orleans. So he walks in, walks in our section. I'm like, bro, you know I just shot the video, bro. You got to introduce me. They're like, no, bro. Like, I'm like, no, I'm cursed. I'm like, bro, this is crazy, right? Right, I need that plug. Cool. Get introduced to him. I tell him this crazy story about how I shot the video. He's looking at me like I'm nuts, right? He's like, what? Right, I'm like, bro, I just shot your video three days ago. I was going to give it to you. I ain't no house. Like, imagine me, right? Right. I'll become a director, and I'm excited, and I'm just like, how do I get him this video? He pulls up. So I'm just excited. I'm talking too much, whatever. Get his manager number. That's funny. This is. <laughs> <laughs> so I get his number. I mean, I get his manager's number. No contact for like a week, right? So I can't get a hold of him. Right. I said, you know what? F it. I'm gonna drop the video, and I, I met him, so I'm, I'm like happy. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful at this point. Drop the video. We get a million views in one day. So now I'm like, oh shit! I never. This is my first video with a million views. Like I'm excited. Mm -hmm. A week later, I'm filming Rondy Hollis Jefferson that played for Arizona at the time. J Cole comes in town randomly. We go to the concert. They end up recognizing me. Make a long story short, they invited me on a tour bus. And they like, they didn't even remember what I said. Like, I'm like, yo, did you see the video? They're like, what video? I showed it to them. They couldn't believe I shot it. They was like, yo, this looks so good that I'm going to just make this the official video. And that's how it became the official video. There you go. Shit. Man. We did some, uh, right. yeah, some type. Can you hit a button? Tanny? All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how did y'all boys meet? How did, the, how did this relationship come about? What? I feel like it's a funny story that's about to, about to unravel. Man, I'm about to say, um, it's crazy just like how the universe will put certain people in positions in order for you to be with other people. So um, it was 
But it was around Art Basel, probably like two yeah, years Art ago. Basel. It was yeah. Art Basel. Yeah, it was like right after. Actually, I Mike, was, speak for everybody that don't know, what is Art Basel? It's a big art festival in Miami. Miami, yeah. down there in uh, Wynwood, right? Wynwood. Wynwood. It's a week-long experience of, of all types of artists, musicians coming out and expressing themselves. And it's like ass load of money moving around. I remember right. because NFTs was popping during that time. And it's around December, right? Yeah. December 7th. December 7th. That's okay. why I love it because I'm my birthday the 12th. So, <laughs> so you just slid right up on into the birthday. I right. buy birthday. It's just yeah. like they did it for me. That's why I like gotta, I got, that's probably the only time I go out all year is Art Basel. Right. But it's um yeah last that year Art Basel it was wild bro because NFTs was just popping off somebody sold a banana for like ninety two thousand dollars or something that's fucking crazy that, that NFT shit I never understood bro like you about to sell some art that doesn't is not really art because it represents something else with a money value and it's crypto too and I'm like you lost me <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the beauty of the Capital Gains podcast because like now we can expose what that actually was happening what we've seen right there was that was an aspect of money laundering. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't hold you no, because like in like um a great example is that of is the movie Tenet. Um Denzel Washington son, he played in that. John and, David uh Washington. Yeah, exactly. Great movie. He's a great actor. And in this movie they have something called Freeports where they store art where it's tax free. Mm. So you have to understand like when somebody can put if I can put four million dollars up into a piece of art and then I can get just write it off as you know, like a tax incentive. And I typically just get to store it. It's just it's the same as a bank vault. I'm putting my money that appreciates in a picture, fam. Got or you. a face or something. And so technically, people understand that. It's the same exact thing with 50 Cent at the end of the year when he ended up going to go buy like six cars because he had all this money to pay back in taxes. Mm. Bought the cars, didn't have to pay the money in taxes. Bookkeeping is so important. Like, should it keep you out of jail? So this is <laughs> okay. why we created Capital Gains. Right, <laughs> right. So y'all, y'all down there, Art Basel. <laughs> Yeah, so 2020, 2021? Was it 21 or 20? No, it wasn't 2020. wasn't 20. We was COVID. We locked down. Everybody was in the house. It was 21. 21. So we down at Art Basel. And the crazy thing is we had went to David Weeks. He had this plastic event. And I had um, I actually had seen, bro, but we didn't know each other at that time. And then somebody had came in town and they was looking for a cryptocurrency person. And they ended up meeting my homie. And then he was like, I got somebody for you. I ended up linking up with bro. And I was, um, I showed him I do white paper development, all types of other stuff. And he was like, well, I got, I got somebody I want you to meet. And then he ended up linking me up with Parker. And then it's just been pretty much history ever since. When we initially started out with NFT projects, I was doing my trust fund baby project. He was doing the Gorilla Filmmaker project. And then we started working on metaverse development. Now it's to the point where I'm working on um, augmented reality clothing that I want to integrate in with his clothing line for digital billionaires. So it's just like ever since we linked up, it's just it's just been. But to break it down, flourishing like, relationship. You know, he give you like the scientific, you know, <laughs> Matt, like the crazy word, right? I'm gonna right, just right. give it down so you break it down for the like, you know, my people. You know what I mean? The people just that can understand talk, it. Right? Talk, okay. talk to me. <laughs> I was basically looking. So NFTs just started, um, just started booming, right? And mm -hmm. I wanted to get into NFTs. I understood it a tad bit, but I wanted to get into it. But I needed somebody that had the knowledge because everybody's selling knowledge these days, but. Not too many people actually have the knowledge. They actually sell it more than they have. Right. So um That's the marketing. Right, 100 percent So when I got with bro, I was like, he just gave me game for free, right? Just giving me game on NFTs. And I'm like, bro, I got the marketing background. I have the the I know how I want it to look. I know how I want it to sound. Like I know I see the vision. Yeah. I need somebody that knows how to physically put that together. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's where that's where he came in. Right. So One thing about DJ, you get him talking. <laughs> No, like he just gonna hit you, right? You like I'm just I'm. I was just I thought we were just having a call. Okay, yeah. You gotta do what with your credit? Send what letters? What laws? What's illegal again? Tell me again. I'm gonna call you tonight. For real, I'm like literally. That's how it was, bro. I'm asking all these questions now. We getting the credit now. It's just it gets crazy at that point. So you want to learn everything in life? You're like, wait a minute, I missed out 30 years of my life of not knowing this. See, we talked about that too. Like that's. That's something that they don't teach you in high school. You know what I mean? They teach you economics. You right. know what I mean? They teach you about taxes and how to pay your taxes. They don't teach you about credit and how to build your credit right. and leverage your credit so, to do what you need to do in life, real life. Right. So to, to the point of capital gains, right? So some may say capital gains and it's about leveling up money. But if you work out, right, you go to the gym, 
how do you get gains in your muscles, right? You have to go through pain. You have to go through struggle. You have to right. go through something to get those gains. So yeah. another way of looking at it is Change capital hurt. gains is, you know, you go through struggles in, in capital, right? Like mm -hmm. you get money, you take losses, you invest, you might not get your money back. But to get real gains in a company, you have to go through the struggle. Right. So, you know, that's how I kind of look at the word capital gains. Got it. You know what I mean? To get the gain, you got to go through the pain. Mm. <sighs> what they say, even Jesus suffered. Yep. <laughs> No, that's real though. That's a fact. Yeah, for real, bro. I'm like, how you can't, and then, you know, failure is part of the learning curve. You can't expect to, you know, really succeed unless I learned how to become my, uh, my empress. She said I'm a sore winner, but I took my L's in order so I learned how to win properly. And win the game and say, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, it's, it's not even that. I, she, you I lost. Be, I be hyping myself because I always know I could have did better. And I, it's just like, I've, I've always been told I'm very hard on myself, but I'm like, if I'm not gonna push myself. Who gonna push me? I mean, in order, to, I mean, to have that boss mentality, you gotta be harder. You, you the only person that is gonna be hard on yourself. You know what I mean? They say pay the cost to be the boss. The cost is high. The cost, the cost is very high and shit. You know what I mean? So that that's a that's a dope mentality to have because people don't know how to govern themselves to that degree and hold themselves accountable to that degree. And don't get it messed up. Like I feel like we've accomplished some pretty dope things in our life, but. It, you know, accountability is still an ongoing effort. Right. You know what I mean? To this day, I'm like, Andy, my fault, bro. I forgot to call you the other day, bro. I know we needed this logo done. Like, no, you know, for real. For real. Even everything. like everything that you do, damn, I should have did that editing. Damn, yep. I should have got up at, at seven instead of six, you know, instead of eight, whatever. You know what I mean? You got to hold yourself accountable. Procrastination is Satan. Good God. Yo, <laughs> COVID, it got worse, I feel like, because before COVID, I feel like I was on grind times a million. When COVID hit, bro. I'm like, yo, this would it feel like to relax? Like, yeah, I re I remember during COVID, uh, right before COVID, I was falling asleep on people during like regular conversation. We used to be sitting here talking, <laughs> and it's like I and it's interesting. It wasn't like they were boring me. I was just tired. I leave one job, go to the next. I leave one shoot, go to the next. You know what I mean? I'm like, we sitting down now. It's time to chill. You smoke, chill, drink. You know what I mean? Your 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 release for the day, and yeah. <sighs> that's it. <laughs> I, I told you. I did. It was. It's busy. I did knocked out on a couple of Zoom calls during COVID. <laughs> oh, I had my camera off. Bro. I'm just on here like <laughs> you. Wow. That's the Prince of Hemp right there. That's he got that good hemp. That's exactly. <laughs> <why>. <laughs> Yo. That's that. That's that good yeah. shit. Yeah, the good batch that day. Forget like that's. I had my other. I had my secretary on the line. They gave me the minute, so I didn't miss nothing though. So I, I, I know me enough. <laughs> but see, like just in those aspects of business, even you know, learning yourself, like me as an individual, I had to. I had to be very real, and like we talk about accountability, I had to take levels of accountability with myself with certain life experiences. Like me as a CEO, how I deal with people who I contract with, the way I talk to people. I come from a military background. I'm from Detroit. I can be very stern, and people can take my tone wrong. So sometimes I have to learn to adjust that. And it's not necessarily like simping or you. It's no, you got to know your. You got to know your crowd. Right. You got to know who you're talking to. Exactly. Not everybody can be receptive to the way you talk. So you got to learn how to say this. Right. Give the the same information. To different people, you know what I'm saying? If not for the sake of them, for the sake of the money. Right. Some people got to look at it like that. Because yeah. Because it was like, I'm not going to bend my ways for another individual. I used I'm to like, be like that a little bit. You feel me? <laughs> That's a, no, I mean, I used to be like that too. And then you find out that you offend a lot of people that way. You know what I mean? And you don't even know. You might well be like, nobody wants to work with somebody that's hard to work with. You know what I mean? Right. Unfortunately, that's so, what it is. So, I'm about to say, in your field, you work with a lot of professionals. Um, like I've had my interactions with people in the music industry, and um, oh, you deal with a lot of bullshit more than you do professionals. It's, and it's more. I, think, I, I feel like in I feel like in that industry is 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 more ego. It's a lot of ego, ego. based yeah, and sure. and like sure. like yeah. calm your ass down and like right. you know what I'm saying. Like you're not really even that. Everybody you know. in their head is that motherfucker bigger than life. One hundred percent. Everybody. I don't want to be that guy, but you know, like I do a lot of finances and bookkeeping. And one thing I know is if these people ain't on the road doing shows, they ain't got the numbers to back their mouth. And like most artists that I know, unfortunately, they don't understand that for being an artist, like we got taught this in school, artist is a struggling field. That includes music, 
that includes art and you have to go through that grind period in order for you to gain that success and some people haven't really understood what that is and they just expect it for handouts even like where i come from like big shine he'll tell his story um like in detroit like he got signed and went a long time without making money almost a year right, right. so it's just like people all the finally it. famous and all that yeah so I, right, bro, you I think talk to me crazy you ain't got seven figures. reason why we even started this show is because you know, a lot of artists that are currently on the road are currently making a lot of money right now. They make a lot of bad decisions. Mm. Um, they don't make the right investments. They just balling out of control. We in the club. We throwing a hundred. You know what I mean? We going crazy. And, you know, then you have those people that know what to do with their money, invest properly, right? right? Meet a guy like DJ that'll tell you where to put your money, right? right. And you have a long, your, your money is, has longevity now. Right. You know what I mean? So, so that's the reason I think we really created this podcast was to really help people financially. I think well. back in 2009... The ESPN had released uh, like the statistics of the number of uh, athletes that go broke. broke Yo, I see after that. like within within like five or ten years of them Ain't retiring, that crazy? The and number? it was like seventy five percent. That's nuts. I was like, it's not crazy. That's you got to think about that. And I'm wondering, and I say that to, I say that because I'm wondering what it's like for the music industry. You know what I mean? Like, right. if oh, you're not like you said, if you're not touring. If you're not doing shows, royalty checks don't be that fat. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't got the, if you <laughs> right, didn't get cut right. the right deal, how, you know what I mean? What are you doing with your money to to make it to stretch it out and or to, to to double up? That's why if labels really cared about what they were doing and the music that they were producing, they would want to ensure that they took care of the artists, like their lifestyle, their longevity, their family, and they would like put people in place within the company infrastructure in order to talk to them about business plans and finances. That way that the money that they do get, they're not over indulging. And because when most people, when they get labels, they don't understand everything that you take from them, like you paying that back with interest. Mm -hmm. So you already in a losing situation when you like including studio time, any jury cars, house stays, any trips, um, like all of that. They getting all that back. Plus, I'm, I read the contracts. I make the contracts. <laughs> now, do you, now, do you think we do you think now more than maybe, let's say, maybe about five or six years ago, we're getting out of the, the bling bling era? You know what I mean? Where oh no no no, it's still, <laughs> we're headed, we're headed no, we're, no but but what I mean by you're not you're not spending okay, insane yes. insane amounts right. of money right. on jewelry and bullshit without putting some up for your family or something like for savings or you know or, what social and, media, bro? I'm telling you, like after COVID, social media has gotten ridiculous to where we got people doing. Remember, I think before social before um, COVID happened, you had one or two crazy people. On uh, Instagram, like Boot Gang, he had to do something crazy to go viral, right? Yeah. Now everybody's Boot Gang, right? Everybody's Stupidity. doing all, everything. You see shootouts on live. You see all type of crazy shit on live. Right. I think we're in a day where you say bling, but I just mean like drastic, crazy shit online. Right. We're in a day where people are trying to do that because that's the new drug. Clout, now. clout chasing. The clout is the new drug. Mm. People dying for hearts, fam. Ain't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> Dying for, the irony that. <laughs> dying, dying for likes, dying, dying for, for likes, dying, that's crazy. Wow. Or ruining a whole relationship or, you know, their life for just, what, one what, Instagram post? The, 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 I guess the question that what I meant is, um, do you feel like more people are starting to be more financial savvy, like people in the industry, yes. you know what I mean? Versus spending insane Because the internet, has, right. now I think the internet is, is very widespread, so there's a lot of information out there for people to attain easier. Okay. So there are people making way better decisions and, and just, there's not there's things going viral every day on TikTok mm -hmm. on like different little things on credit, how to fix this, how to fix that. You're like, yo, I never knew that. So you apply it right away. Right. Back then, like- and I, I think to DJ's point, I didn't mean to cut you off, <laughs> no, no, but, no, to, but to DJ's point, like what you said, labels. No, I was just thinking about like several things, like how to get out your car and all types. Labels ain't, they're not teaching, like, hey, they don't have a class for that. Right. They're, they're they not, don't want a class for that. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're That's right. Because don't they, don't, they don't, so like somebody should share this with somebody on a label because what they don't understand is the same exact thing that I do with my cannabis company because we got a research and development company. So what I do is, I provide the information to the government in order so that they can better um, fix their SOP, their standard operating procedures. So if I have a, if I have a good pitch that entails that they still will be able to make money from the artist and make it worthwhile in order for them to put somebody into the office in order to do that, why wouldn't they do it? Only if they're evil. I'm like, if you're gonna make money off of it, like, yeah. So if you can get into any artist's ear, they get signed, 
brand new artist, they sign to your label. You can get in their ear and tell them one bit, one bit of information about what to do with their money. What's that number one thing? What would you tell them to do? Um, <laughs> are they signed yet? They they signed like they the hey, first check. They, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they, they, they get they, they get their the money. They get okay. they, before they get their money. When you get your money, this is what you do. Okay, they just got bread. They signed everything. First thing I tell them is I would actually tell them if they have a large lump sum of money, I'd be like, what you're going to do is you're going to get a, um, you're going to get a key man insurance policy on yourself. You're going to get another insurance policy. You're going to put, you're going to open up a trust and then you're actually going to buy some land and then you're going to have a house built that you own that way that you're not paying an ass load of money over a period of time. And you're always going to have a place to live. Then you're going to get a vehicle that you own that you're not going to pay a note on. So now you have your house situated, you have your car situated, and you all have your money situated because it's secured in a trust situation. And then I would allow them to go negotiate and build without the, you know, with the label and stuff from there on out. But I feel like that would be a secure situation to start on any young artist. Okay. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> I was going to tell you, like, look, I'm going to tell you to go call the Prince of Hemp. He's going to give you all the dollars that you need because that's who I'm going to call. Right. I know how to make the money, but to invest it, hey, bro, uh, all right, I got this amount of money. What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's just, that's bro strength. All right. Oh, man, I love money. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Yo, I mean, bro, when you, when you love money so much, when you start learning laws on how to keep it in your pocket, right. you know? Right. <laughs> no, it's, it's so well, you didn't go into your background this episode. This is our first episode, so I feel like you got to yeah. give a little bit of background about yourself. Let people know what's going on. Who are you? Like, how do you get this knowledge? Okay. I am DJ Bay. I am originally from Detroit, Michigan. I am a Lenape American Indian. My grandparents were the first treaty signers with the United States back in 1778. <laughs> yeah, I always put that out there. That way people know because that's important to always know where you come from. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have an understanding of the direction I need to go in. So um, that also segued me into, you know, being a Prince of Hemp. I have a federal research and development company for cannabis research, and it's also an Indian-based business. And I um, went to school for business contract law, so I actually also am a tribal attorney for um, some um, Northern Eastern tribes. So I do a lot of pipe work, and that's how I ended up also inheriting the cannabis company. But I also have several of my own brands from Atum, the Allegiance to Unite Minds, um, Trust Fund Baby, and then we have um, American Indian AI, which is the clothing brand that we are um, partnering with digital billionaires and stuff. So if it's about commerce, like that's literally what I went to school for. I got introduced to the stock market in second grade. That's when I learned how to trade. I had my first business by sixth grade. And like I'm a serial, I'm, I can't even, I wouldn't even say entrepreneur because I'm, I am, I own the businesses. I'm not an entrepreneur and the businesses work and they have employees. So I'm not hustling no more. I'm doing commerce. Like I'm doing corporate corporate activity right. and I wear suits a lot <laughs> with some of the stuff I do. I that, boy said, that boy said introduced to the stock market at, in second grade. I didn't want to stop him. I was like, hold up. What? Look, look, that's some type of shit that if you see that on the news right. and you got your kids sitting right next right. to you, what is you doing? <laughs> Why, you know, <laughs> he right. in the second grade, you in the sixth. What, is, <laughs> what are you, get up to your room and hit the books. <laughs> No, but it was, um, that was also because I come from a military background. Both my parents were Marines, so um, I was living down south in um, Camp Lejeune. And literally, the DO, the Department of Defense schools, they ensure that they take care of those children. Because if we was on Apple computers, and they literally teaching us about pro um, stop loss, um, how you pick. And they, man, I'm they even gave us a little wallet for us to, like, a little wallet for us to start investing with and everything. And... I had just got done learning my damn multiplication tables. I'm already learning how to try stuff. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. No, but it's um, it all is a tribute to like how I, how I've been able to develop today because even like that that early introduction to business, it really gave me a love for it, and you know, just like for commercial activity and also the importance because wanting to have money is great, but just like that's not going to work you actually have to understand you know the patterns to success be able to pick them out like observe like what warren buffett does what, what um elon musk does what um amazon do jeff bezo the majority then you find a commonality in all of these situations one thing through my research and like i do a lot of research one thing that i found out about all of these wealthy individuals who run these corporations they all came from hedge funds mm -hmm. so then i started to study hedge funds and then i started seeing like oh everything's backed by insurance I'm like, oh, 
I'm like, all of this goes back to market commercial situation, and you have to understand how securities move around, and it's it get it get real nerdy. That's right. the best thing so, I can say. <laughs> so you you got a lot of knowledge when you when you got on this road to like, yo, I got to know this, and you were like, this is what I'm gonna do. What was like the what was your what was your avenue? Um, I had just left Bethune Cookman, and I had just went back to Detroit, and I was. I was I was in one of the moments as a melanated man when you have to decide if you're gonna go out in the streets and go do some stupid shit or you gonna decide if you're gonna um you know like go get a nine to five. I, I went to go do some stupid shit. You, I so just felt like, yeah, I, I you just a little bit. I just that like that looks fun. Let me go do that real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's a that's a common moment for a lot of us just because of the way that the society is set up, because I was told because because of my education and also my mom ran a business, I was managing stuff real early. I was told I was overqualified when I'm going to go apply for jobs and stuff. So I'm like, what do I do? I had to go hustle, fam. And then throughout the time of me hustling, it's crazy because I was telling people while I'm doing whatever I'm doing at the time, allegedly, um, <laughs> that I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm like, you know that you're indigenous to this land? I'm like, have you ever heard about the Uniform Commercial Code? All just like, I'm... I'm like textbook preaching to people while they come in to go deal with me while I'm technically in a trap house, you feel me? And it was just, it resonated with me so much that I was reading, I was reading documents when my first son was born almost 12 years ago. I was literally watching, and this was one of the main situations that segued me into this. It's so funny, I ain't told this story in a long time. It was an episode of Family Guy. It was an episode of Family Guy when, um... It was the MC Hammer episode. And he, <laughs> he was like, dun, 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 dun. you can't touch this. That's the episode about sovereignty. And then it made me study it. It made me look into it. And then I started asking questions about my family. And then I, I found out that we're attached to Indian tribes, all types of stuff. My family is identified as being sovereign in the state of New Jersey. So it's not like none of that other crazy stuff that people, it's just like being properly educated and understand how to move. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to have a level of freedom and then along with that, I wanted financial freedom. So I initially started learning about contract law. And um, then I started segueing into taxes, banking, and then understanding credit. And all of that stuff plays a big part. Then trust law and it's just without that information, shit, technically, my, one of my, my first company I made on books grossed over 5M. And that's some stuff I made in my garage. Right? That's another thing. So you got a you got a few books out, like sixteen, I think. Ten, <laughs> I you heard, ten, you heard, you heard. You see it? You, my apples are tripping. I'm sorry, I heard sixteen. He was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a Rolls Royce. It's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. This so is one of them. The most, <laughs> the most recent <laughs> book I read, uh, released was um, um, Equity versus Commerce. Mm -hmm. And it's so people could have an understanding of the two worlds, the equity world versus the commercial world. And I gave a couple templates with it. I give a, I give a um, trust. But it's like, it's, um, I cater to a certain a group of people with my information. I'm looking for people who's looking to, you know, elevate. Are they looking for, you know, like some type of financial freedom? That's the type of individuals that my books are for. Is, is this get rich quick? If you pay attention, you can do it. Like, I gave people a lot of games. Some people got in a really good position because October, November, December, I was telling people about this transition that we're coming into towards the second quarter. Like, you know, Fed now dropping, right? Yeah. And we just um, recently the Cash App individual just passed, and then now we have that's that's, that's actually something to talk about right. a little I'm bit. I'm about to say you're going too fast. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's actually let's, let's slow it down real quick for everybody that don't know. Tenny, what's his name? You got his name? The uh, Cash App guy. Can we pull up his name real quick? I can find it real quick. All right. Well, the cash app guy, until we find his name, um, got stabbed in San Francisco, right? Died, tragically. RIP to him and his family. Um, condolences to his family. Uh, within 36 hours, the IRS announced FedNow. That's crazy. Well, explain to everybody what FedNow is. FedNow is the same. It's, it's kind of like the same thing as uh, Cash, App? Cash App. So you guys use Cash it's, App in that platform. much bigger than Cash App. Okay. So, you, so okay. I, his name is Bob Lee, by the way. Bob Lee. Bob Lee. Bob Lee. Yeah, I think his name on um, Twitter, like Crazy Bob or something, because people remember him for his Twitter handle and stuff. But when it comes to like um, 
said, now that is, oh my God. So they're taking over. You can just go look on the website. They're, that's going to be the transaction piece for Fed wires, international transactions throughout the United States. So I just explained this to somebody. So Texas just stated recently that they wanted to make a gold back cryptocurrency, right? So if we remove the fiat standard, which is the paper money, which everybody used, the, um, the paper IOUs, the credit system, and we everybody go digital. If that happens and then we have countries like, excuse me, not, well, they technically are classified as countries, but um, states like Texas who have their own gold back cryptocurrency. We know Miami wanted to have their own cryptocurrency. So we have all these other subcurrencies. They're going to need a central system that they have to run through. And that's what Fed now is. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Tanny, you got your notebook out? Uh, yes, I'm writing notes. Right. I was about to write notes right now. I you caught me. Trying to tell you. Notes. Yeah, you caught me in my notes. Keep going, though. So literally, like, it's, um, the, central, the central crypto system is going to be regulated by the United States, regu the regulatory system. And they're going to make sure that every cryptocurrency that ran through there is going to be regulated by the SEC. So that means they're going to have KYCs in place, which means know your customer. You're going to have to give up your social security number and your ID. Identification. These will be considered centralized um, crypt cryptography systems. Okay. So, and then we have like the DeFi systems, the ones like people like me favor, where you don't got to give up socials and stuff, but you can still move money around. So, excuse me, I was out the mic. But um, it's just beneficial to understand the transitions that's coming within these upcoming days because if the United States dollar suffers, what does that mean for the average individual here? Because I was telling P about this earlier on the on the end use for a basic user. Like we have to get microphones and stuff for here. Like um, the average person who do hair products like my empress, she get jam. Jam used to be $13 a container. Right now, jam is going for almost 30, 40 a container right now. Yeah, the, the little, little yeah, fine. with the yellow top jam. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the one, the ones with no chemicals going for around forty a container. So just thinking about the inflation on top of we don't produce anything as a country here. Everything comes from outside of the country. So this is products that's coming from China, Vietnam, wherever Philippines. Not from here though. So right. we have to pay for the transport, and then we also have to pay for the breakdown. So if I have to pay forty dollars for a container, and then this is cutting into my profit margins. I then have to charge you more for you to get your hair done, right? Mm -hmm. So inflation affects every single one of us over here, including on the food market and gas, everything. So for you to think this isn't important, you'll see how important it is when you don't have a job in two years. Mm. Hit a button. <laughs> how you turn it down? Current events, news, like, and like, this is the benefit of, the, once again, the Capital Gains podcast, because some people aren't thoroughly informed on these situations, and this is going to happen, regardless, and you don't have a say-so in it, because it's not your money, it's not your fiat, it belongs to the government, so if they say they want to take it all back, they can't, because they have a copyright on it. See, this is, like I said, teaching you how to keep money in your pocket by laws. Straight up. I would much, if so, with me, like. There's much more than saving. I got an ass load of bread in the, in the bank right now. And only thing I'm thinking about is how much land should I buy right now? How should I diversify my portfolio? <laughs> how much crypto should I get? Which cryptocurrency should I get? XRP. A lot of people thought that was going to be the one. But when the government popped up with Fed now, now people are like, oh, because. The government will reel people out like how they do on XRP and let people put they will let people put faith into the situation and then pull the rug from underneath it completely. And then they will force you into they say it's this is chess, not checkers, bro. This is this is all strategically planned. All the way to the point where what's happening right now, they have been working on that for almost five years with it now. So how do you feel like the state of cryptocurrency is right now? So we've been investing in crypto for a few years. I mean, even though <sighs> That was a mess. I, I, I don't know. I just, Crypto is I downloaded all the apps. <laughs> you know, I'm the type of guy, hey, man, you should go do this. All right, bet. I'm going to go ahead and do that, throw a little money in it. You no, know what we I'm saying? We were robbed, just, by the way. Like, I was, me and my wife were robbed of our cryptocurrency. Huh? Like, literally, remember when T-Mobile had that hack or the crash where all the, the data the, got leaked? The yeah. Data leaked? Yeah, we were one of them, and they hacked into our, what was the system we used? Um, the blue one, Coinbase. Coinbase. Wait. They hacked into Coinbase, took Converted all our cryptos into Bitcoin and it shot out. I of thought it was reported that it was under control. False. 
What? We was and, robbed. And the crazy thing is that Coinbase is supposed to be FDIC insured, so they were supposed to be able to get that money. I downloaded Crypto.com, Webull. Uh, you just wanted guys that had all the apps for the same. had all the apps for the same, finance and then the finance. <laughs> No, the rules. I about you do know this, yeah, yeah. I do. The rules of crypto: if it's not your keys, it's not your bread, it's not your wallet. So that's the reason why people have to understand what a hot wallet is versus what a cold wallet is, because then you can offload your currency into so a safe ledger. What is the difference? Like, so one is online, one is technically offline. Like, I have a um, I have a cold wallet. It's the same as a debit card. I actually have referred P to. Which is which? So the, 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 one that, the one that you usually can get robbed on is the hot wallet that's online. Okay. The cold wallet is what you would transfer your crypto over from the hot wallet into the cold, and then that's where you leave your storage. So, like, I keep my cold wallet in a safe. Okay. I can transfer over through my phone or whatever, but you got to be right by the card. So it's like the difference between a Google Drive and a hard drive. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Mm. Yeah. When you when the one is on cloud <laughs> access, other people can see your information. So, they can see what's on the ledger. Hey, I got a question for you because we talked about the Starbucks thing, right? So I love Starbucks. I go there probably three times a day. Um, so Best in, in the world. yeah, for sure. So every time I go to Starbucks, right, I put money inside the app and then I pay, right? So technically, I'm converting my USD into their currency and then it, and then um, yeah. you buy the product, whatever. So we talked about our NFTs and our projects like, yo, how could we create our own coin or, or our own um, currency? So when people buy, whether they buy digital billionaires or whatever, uh -huh. they're buying our currency to buy our product. Um, mm. Speaking of making your own ecosystem or like within like a decentralized network or how we consider like a DAO, that way whenever somebody... Whenever somebody patronizes you, you don't have taxation over your head because you've used somebody else's money or you don't have nobody else's fees and fines because you have built out your own infrastructure in order for you to barter with people. That's very important. And for anybody who operates in a government capacity or is considered to be like a sovereign or a king, they always have always controlled their own currency. So even like, but the United States has put regulations on that because at one point in time, you could have made your own stable coin, but they didn't put a halt to that. So it's just, you got to understand what's going on. They don't want nobody on their playing field. And right now we're in a current situation where the United States is being by, possibly about to be knocked down to like number seven on the world stage. We usually bounce between one to three. And like China, Russia. The, the Emirates. The, the, you know, the, what is that? The, the, the Arabs? The Arab Emirates? Um, got bread. Man, he said the Arabs. No, I did not. <laughs> please leave that out. I did not say that. Danny, you ain't saying nothing all episode. You come in, that's what you come out with? All right, bet. He don't exert Arabs. Nah, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> the United, Ar United Arab Emirates. That's what right. I know, I know what I'm talking about. about. The UAE. Yeah, bro. Yeah, all it's a, it's at least like six, seven different countries that's involved with this particular transaction, and they don't want the United States to have no parts in it. So once again, you got to think about like, what does that mean for us as a people, fam? Because like, we the ones who take the deep, like we the ones who got to get the back end of it per ignorant administration. I'm not gonna say they name decision making, you know, Joe Byron. But see, I said I was gonna say his name. Who? <laughs> Take me out to dinner. <laughs> no. Hey, yo, that's that's funny. That's that's fucking that's hilarious. No, but man, it's just if anything, like the goal with the podcast, especially from the perspective, I want to be able to bring light to situations that a lot of people haven't even been introduced to, and make it appealing because like i'm not gonna law it's law like law is not fun fam right. but saving money is great making money off of this stuff is great suing people when I mean, getting checks in the mail is also fun and i've done this like several of those things and what makes i think what makes this relationship great is like i'm the guy that's going to help your company get seen get out there get the audience to bring right. the money right but let's talk about a little bit more about that because you you also a marketing guy too right. you not only shoot the music video. That's you just like, how I got in the game. You're like, I, I'm, I'm going to shoot the music video and make sure that it gets seen. Right, 100%. So and, I created, we created, me and my wife created Digital Billionaires. Basically, we we do everything digital from from marketing to, uh, I mean, for labels, let's say we do like the Apple, the Apple streaming, the Spotify, YouTube views, running ads, um, 
the artwork, everything that has to do with digital, we do. Right. Um, and, and that's how you, when you have an audience, that's how you bring in the money. Mm-hmm. And then you go to a guy like DJ, like, okay, now what do we do with the money? Mm. And that's, you know. I'd much rather come to you before you start making the money. That way we make sure that the money right. be like tax. <laughs> like me, where like nobody, you know what nobody taught me? Like when, growing up, right? Every time I've entered a new tax bracket, I've always leveled my bills up. So I never really made more money. So let's just say, you know, I'm making a certain amount of money. I'm in this apartment. As soon as I level my, t- as soon as I start making more money, oh, bigger apartment, luxury condo. Now it's like, I'm not but, making no more money. Yeah, you, you just leveled out. I just leveled out yeah. again. So now I have the same amount of money in my pocket, just more things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. nobody like, taught me that though. I never had a DJ in my life. But you sleeping in a big ass house, bro. It's worth it sometimes. But well, ramen in the, in the cabinet. You get what I'm saying? Like, no, that's not worth it. That's not worth it. We we too vegan be eating ramen. Well, I'm, you know, that's when I first started. Right, you know, right. You don't want to overextend yourself. Right, 100%. But you know, like, that's also, that's one of the curses with social media, fam. Because, like, social media- have you chasing certain, certain yeah. shit that you shouldn't even be chasing. You had no business even it looking at. It will have you out here breaking your back in order to appease people that you don't even know. And then the craziest thing, I was just telling my peers, I'm like, you renting this audience. Because if they take your page, fam, it's gone. Yeah. I'm like, the best thing you can do, and um, it was one of the um, great musicians, Ryan Leslie, he actually mentioned it. He like, he, he give his phone number. I give my phone number. I've been giving my, I kept the same number for years, but it's how you create a market, a network of people that you have, uh, you gain a connection with. And most people ask, more people answer text messages than they do emails. And I know P as a marketing person that's, will actually attack. That's why I said, I was, I was like, I, I brought up an email, uh, a mailing list. I was like, we, we just send a text message. I'm like, <laughs> okay, it was just that simple. I was like, Girl, okay, maybe I overthought it. People don't open emails. Not a, like, if, it, if it's not an email I'm looking for, I'm pretty much assuming it's spam, God. Well, you know what's crazy though? No, no. So email, email blast still, still get it popping. Don't get me wrong. SMS is the best. But I've seen a few emails like today. I'm looking through my emails and certain captions get me all the time. Yeah. Certain, certain, I'm going to click. So really, it's all about the attention-grabbing caption. Right. You know I mean, one thing, I think it said your account is something, and next, something that says something crazy. I'm like, what? Clicked it. Ad got me. Always. But if it's a good enough advertisement, it still can get your attention. So email do work. Right. But SMS is the I'm key. not saying- What's more I'm effective, email, email or text? Oh, text all day. Text all day. But email is cheaper. So email, you can just, you know, email is <laughs> your grandfather them right now. It's cheaper if you don't know how to code. I'm like, oh, let me See, watch my language. <laughs> No, you can fuck that. Yeah, I, I it's saying no, I'm saying because remember, <laughs> no, fam, remember we at Art Basel. I put, I was talking today. I put it with my computer. I'm sending SMS while I'm in the party. I got my computer going off in the car, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, I ain't pay for that. So. <laughs> but most people do though. Like everybody's not a coder, so you know most people have to hey, pay something. Dior, fam. I'm like, do better, like respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you want to save some money, do some research. When I, when I was younger, I didn't want to pay to get my car worked on. I'll go on YouTube, I'll go change my thermostat, all of this stuff. It depends on like how how good at this do you want to be? Or like how much money do you have to, are you willing to pay into your own ed- education or, you know, like your own business in order so it can scale? Like how invested are you in your greatness? Yeah, that's putting people on the spot. I'm like, say, shit, you're going to be a bummer, you're going to ball out. It's only, it's only Sink or swim. Well, I think nowadays with the internet, we have such a widespread of people like yourself um, that we can go get classes from and learn these things and then apply it to our life. That was another thing. So not only so we got we got uh, capital gains, right? Right. That's the podcast. We also have digital products too, right? Right. Let's speak on that. Um, my film course, uh, Guerrilla Filmmaker, should be launching next month. I keep pushing it back because like I'm like a. I'm like a perfectionist. And he's like, bro, just put it out. And I'm like, yo, but you understand, like, I'm teaching people how to change their whole life. So I'm just taking the new things to put in there. Um, and it's rough because it's me, right? It's, it's me. Who, 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 what would I want to know you 10 years ago? So, you can so always I, do a part two. No, bro. no. So look, so I'm, I, I just picked up a new book. This is filmmaking book, right? Uh-huh. And I'm reading, I'm reading the beginning of the, pre- the preface and everything. So it, it's saying this is its fifth edition. Right. Added digital shit in there from analog to digital. Right. You so so you gotta so you know what I'm saying, bro. The no name podcast. You know where that came from? Saying fucking and just putting it out. Got you. And that's where the that's where the name. So that's where the name came from. Bro, I'm dead ass serious. If I'm asking for people's hard earned money, right? Yeah. 
yes, there's going to be great stuff in it, but I guess I'm just being, you know, uh, he's being difficult because it's him, fam. Right. I'm telling it's you. Always, it, and it's I mean, my first course. Right. You always, what did we say in the beginning? You always going to be your worst critic. Yes. Right. You know That's what I mean? It's a, it's a double-edged sword because you, you can, you got the confidence in yourself, but then you can be, shit, I want it to be, I want it to be perfect. All right, right. All right. Fuck it. All right, I got you. <laughs> I got you. I'm, gonna, I'm putting that shit out. I got you. All right, I'm just saying, bro, you, I got, got, you. To. I got you. You got to. I'm about to say, I'm, I'm not going to even put you on the spot. I'm like, when because, did, when did because we start people, this? Because people are going to start watching this. Yeah. Y'all going to start gaining traction. For sure. And then they're going to want something more than just the episodes. Right. You know, the episodes is only an hour. But right. they, if they can have that book, that's forever. Right. You know what I mean? Bro, I'm like, in all honesty, like, I, I'm a testimony of peace because just on some of the just on some of the conversations that we had, he's telling me to make certain transitions and do certain things on my social media. And like even um he the reason why I had made the mastermind drop and I had did it around um Thanksgiving. I had did pre-sales and everything because he him and they were the ones who told me to do that. And the wild thing is, I'm gonna time. put him on the spot right now because I have called him and I'm like, hey, yo, I'm like, you know what? where your stuff at? You know what? Like, you supposed to drop with up. me, bro? You know fucked up. I get on him about shit. I'm like, yo, why didn't you do? He'll do it and then call me out on my shit. But that's accountability. Right. You need to. And, and as much as we hold ourselves accountable, you need a. Sometimes you need an accountability partner. But why is it that the person with the knowledge doesn't do the shit for themselves, but do it for everybody else? That's I don't know. Hey, that's like a like I call it. I call it like I call it the chef's the chef's tongue. Got you. You know what I mean? Because you, when's the last time you cook for your whole family and then right. you sit back and you watch everybody eat and you don't eat? Ah, uh, right. I got. That's why I call it the chef's tongue. Got you. It's um we we live in a world of service. That's one thing that we have to really acknowledge. Like everything is service based. So like we're more comfortable doing for others in a lot of situations than we are for doing for ourselves. And regardless of how selfish that we actually think we are, it's just the way that we're conditioned. Because like whether or not you believe it as a man, the majority of the things that you do is really for a woman or for your family or for your mother, for your sister, for your aunt, or because you're trying to smell good, look good for another woman, trying to get a woman. And that's is it's nature. Right. You live in a service. Because I would take both of you guys as honest businessmen, right? In order to conduct honest business, you have to actually care about what you do and then the people that you're doing it for. Right. Right? So that's why you have that mentality, like I can I can do this. I can help you. I can help you. But when it comes to yourself, you a little bit more. I'll get to it. Let me, not, let me get to this. Let me get to this guy because I I got I care. That's my business. This is my work, and I want him to look good. That makes me look good. We understand that part. It's two things though, because it's the time that's being allocated to somebody else. When you're always giving to others, it's hard to give back to yourself. And then it's also the fact that a lot of times you don't get paid for doing stuff for yourself immediately. But based on having this service, somebody gonna pay for my energy. So it's more it's more monetarily beneficial for me to give to others. Right. Because like this gonna pay bills right now. Some some like in the form of an ebook or something like that, right? All the time. Yeah. E -book, e -book. I'm about to say he didn't he didn't e I'm about to say he the one who made me dumb. Yeah. I made him the ebook king, though. I'm like, bro, you gotta do ebooks, bro. Ebook on every single topic, I'm telling you. I'm about to say, I did like seven ebooks when he told me that. I had just knocked them out. But I, I had already had books published. I had, um, did, my first book was probably like The Commandments of Commerce. And then I had did, um, I did a book on, <laughs> I did a book on the, um, the federal research, um, the federal research and development company on cannabis, the history of that. Like it, I did a whole storyline on that. I did a book on the Erie Indian Mound Builders, their history. And then I did a book on the indigenous growing practices for um, hemp cannabis. And then, he made me, these was all physical um, paperbacks and stuff. And then he was like, yo, you got to do the ebooks, bro. And then I'm like, <laughs> so I did a metaverse ebook, a DAO ebook, a cryptocurrency ebook, an NFT ebook, and like uh, a trust ebook, a credit ebook. Like, so I just knocked them all out. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? People just don't take advantage of the stuff that's out here, right? Like, you know, Ty Lopez, yeah. the marketing guru on YouTube, whatever. So I took his course uh, when I first started marketing and maybe like eight, seven years ago, something like that, long time ago. Uh, I paid 1200 for his course, right? Mm -hmm. Bro, I made like 70 grand the first three months. And mind you, before that, I was broke. I couldn't even pay for the for the monthly payments on that joint. Mm. You feel me? But I made so much money just in the first three months just following his blueprint. I'm like, yo, fuck school. <laughs> fuck, God, fuck all this dumb <laughs> shit. Like, I'm paying people to learn. Right. I just want, if you, yo, you popping what you do, oh, that's what you do, oh, okay, how you get money in that? Okay, I want to pay you to learn that. You know what I'm saying? That's how I got into, okay, let's put out the, if you are successful at anything, mm -hmm. there's somebody that wants to do what you do. Teach put out them. an ebook, put out a course. There's people that want that, and yeah. then you could financially be compensated for that. Mm -hmm.
it, there's like we're in the information age right now, and then, I say it all the time. Yeah, you know, and like, the problem is, is that people aren't res- aren't as resourceful as they can be. You know, what and I mean? there's a lot of what we call fake gurus. I think Clubhouse kind of like exposed that fake guru shit. So now we live in a time where everybody's stating all these great things and taking screenshots from this kid. But how, like the valid, like how do you really know who's who nowadays? Bro, I tell people. Test, well, can you trust testimonials? Yes and yes. no. If you're talking to a marketing person like myself, right. I mean. So if I, I take I take a course and then I'm like, yo, I picked up a camera within five or six months, right. I'm making X amount of dollars. Anybody can say that though, right? That's so I what, can pay for that. Right, 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 right. But, the real thing is testimonies that have stories to them. Right. Right. Like one of my testimonies, a guy was a, a my, my man Lito, uh, he was a principal, right? When I, when I, when he first got with me, he was a principal. He was doing his film thing on the side. Um, we rocked out for about six months and now he's actually filming one of the biggest podcasts in the world. You know, he hit his goal of like, I made my first 20,000 this month, bro. Like, mm. so he's hitting goals that is like, when he was a principal, he was making that maybe in a year. You get what I'm saying? Right. So now it's like, you know, when you have those testimonies, those real stories, they mean something. Not just a guy like, hey, you changed my life. Thanks. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's tell a little bit more. Like, how did he change your life? Right. Let's break that down. When you yeah. got lifetime Netflix stories, not just right. like little Instagram reels. Like, you got to have something that's going to shake somebody. Like a paid shout out. And it's like, not you just telling this story. You know what I mean? That's right. them telling this story. 100%. I got testimonies from rappers who who decided to go into court with weed on them, got arrested. And it was like, oh, mm-hmm. this exemption got me out of jail. So, yeah. I'm like, them them valid testimonies. Court cases, them you can trust you can, them. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can Google them. Public records. <laughs> Dumb is public records for Damn. sure. So dumb, like the type of testimonies I get, they um they kind of speak for themselves. Like I, when I was younger, I helped somebody get out of a mortgage almost twenty years early just by understanding how contracts work. And um like that's like I want to be able to change the economic situation within our communities. You know, like a mortgage is a usually it's a mortgage mean death pledge. That's thirty years of debt, fam. You just think. How can you be comfortable? Like, I don't know. It's just not in me to give nobody 40 years of none of me, like for retirement, a 30, me paying nobody 30 years on nothing. 15 years bothers me. Fam. But bro, that's all we taught though. How do we know? How do we know anything different? It bothered me so much. I studied a way in order to figure out how not to do it. <laughs> so you about to give us this game right now? Cause I like, or are we by the way for the evening? No, no, we, we 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 can't get into it right now because we got other episodes to okay, do. Gotcha. I mean, no, we, look, I this thought we about to get the mortgage game yeah. real quick. This is the start of a, this is the start of a fruitful, fruitful relationship. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like you leave it to me, I say it all. I, they, look, I, but yeah, I, I shut up. I can <laughs> from this. This is the type of shit that the, the type of information that you when you sitting at three o'clock in the morning, you scrolling through reels and stories and stuff. You like, oh shit, damn! I didn't know you could do that. He talking about what? 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 So ultimately, you know what I mean? That's the, that's the, not just that, that audience, but a wide range of audience that's trying to get into finances, just trying to get their finances right, trying to figure out the right thing to do with their money while they got it. You know what I mean? Or trying to come up on some money. You know what I mean? I guess my main thing when it comes to this is mainly because like we live in such a, like a TikTok society and you know, like dancing and Sports and like I'm like I ran a four three seven. I got a world record in brick breaking, bro. Like I'm a three. I'm third degree black belt. I'm like sports don't phase me. I don't play no sports. Nothing. 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 <laughs> but it's just like for this to be like what is what we're known for as a country. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that no and no shade to the baby girls and stuff. Like the athletes get invited to the White House. I'm like, like, yo, you should be inviting students who are engineers and stuff to the White House because these need to be the people who are getting influenced in order to run the country. Right. Like the people who are. So when I stop seeing an influence of TikTok dances and people having a more yearning in order for a development for us to do better as a people, right. or I either have to find a way in order to make us doing better as a people interesting as the damn TikTok dances. And that's the struggle right now. Mm. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Yeah. I'll make it cool. Uh, I'm not not about so, to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm yeah, we're good, not doing bro. no dance video. <laughs> I'm so good, guys. We, we got more episodes to come. I brought you guys in. No, I'm I just want to say we, appre- we, we really appreciate y'all, man, like at Quirky Media for bringing us in and um, really showing us the podcast game and, and, and just showing us love, man. We really do appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We have a um we have a very interesting lineup for this season. I'm working on some very um some very interesting. Oh yeah, we're gonna have some people up here. We're gonna we're gonna do some 
You have some crazy shit going on. Bring them on through. And the goal, like, just so everybody can know, the goal is really so. If like, even with um, like with B, like, how did you get into your business? Like, what what were your what was your learning curve? Like, how were you able to benefit? What would you teach somebody about like who wants to get in your field? Like, what would you tell them what to do, what not to do, in order to shorten their learning curve? And then also like. I just want to make sure that people are contractually protected. That's one of the most lacking things with us as a people. That's the main reason why we can't have continuously been screwed over because we don't take care of our paperwork. So that we can get into that story next episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah, because I definitely just got got for two grand a day because I didn't have my contract in place. I'm gonna get it back. Even if I got to do it pooch icy ways, all okay, I'm gonna get it back. <laughs> no, we're not gonna get it back in blood. Oh no. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line unless it's money on the phone.